Hey there, everyone. So today is the first day of the podcast being restructured. And I apologize if you're like me and get really comfortable with routines and get irritated. Like if I'm watching a show or I get really into um, even even just when Facebook doesn't update and I'm so used to all the functions and it's just like, come on. Um, takes me a while to get adjusted and even get a little sad and then eventually accept it and be like, okay, this is better. Um, so I just wanted to start the podcast and then kind of tailor it to the audience's needs as it um, gets created. So the restructuring is going to go something like this. Instead of doing the five segments every day, um, I think the problem was that um, it was kind of random and very short little tips, which was kind of the purpose. But um, the way that I'm going to do it now is I'm going to break up my five areas of specialties into one per day, each topic per day. So what we'll do is GI Mondays, uh, where we talk green infrastructure, permanent incentive Tuesdays, so tips for securing expen- uh, expediting permits and incentives, EA Wednesdays, so we'll look at environmental assessment tips and strategies, green building Thursday, lead and green star building cert- certification techniques, and urban forestry Fridays, incorporating trees into the built environment. And I think this just allows, um, first of all, I can um, put the subject into the description of the podcast so you can just see um, in the description what it's about. And if you're interested, you can um, listen. If not, you can just skip over until the next day. It'll also allow me to um, devolve a little bit deeper each time. And I, I'm just going to start what I've been doing for the, um, since I started, just kind of just doing a high-level look at um, certain uh, green infrastructure features or building codes and as I go move this podcast forward I'm going to dig deeper and deeper and I hope to also bring some other people into the conversations and also as well I would be more than happy to hear from you guys and if I do get anything specific about the podcast I'll either reply on here or if you want to come on and talk about it you're more than welcome to do that I uh, appreciate everyone that listens, and I want to make sure that everyone uh, is learning something. So that's really the only purpose of this. So first uh, restructured podcast, welcome to the first GI Monday, where we talk green infrastructure. And today's topic is going to be about botanical gardens and arboretums. Botanical gardens and arboretums are found in almost every city. They're incredibly valuable because they encompass large tracts of land that are open for the public for free or very low cost. Botanical gardens and arboretums also have a way of bringing all segments of the community together. Gardeners, seniors, youth, naturalists, animals, and plants all enjoy the serenity of this space. The space design should follow several principles to maximize efficiency. Nature first. Putting nature first is putting people first. Mimic and restore the native natural landscape as much as possible. Create habitat opportunities and do not plant invasive species. Minimize mowed areas and minimize fertilizer uh, applications, water use, and labor use. And I know that this could be um, quite a struggle depending on the management style. And that's one of the great part about these areas is that we kind of, it, people with green thumbs, we kind of all fall into our little communities of whether it's gardeners or landscapers or 
whatever and we all have our um what we think is right um but i and i am biased because i'm not a ecologist by by education but it argued to the bone um it just makes sense that we put um naturalized areas first and as we more science becomes available it's just the way we need to position ourselves so i would stress this um very much to go from the old perspective of just a large area of lawn with a couple very exotic species for everyone to look at into more naturalized botanical gardens with yes non some non-native species for people to enjoy but no invasive species and as much as uh, possible um, native landscape mimicking as possible so the next principle free keep the space free this is essential to ensure everyone can access nature. Sometimes funds are needed to support operations, but fee-based funding models should be kept off the table. Leverage government, NGO, event use fees, and private donor fees while keeping operations and costs minimal. And that's a benefit of the last principle that I just talked about is naturalizing these areas and also recognizing um, that disturbance is going to happen is that it lowers the overall operating cost of the of the space and me personally i mean i'm i i've uh i'm in a very good and uh, privileged place in my life but i still when i am walking by a um a botanical garden and there's one in a neighboring municipality i see the two dollar fee and i usually drive on by so it's a huge um inhibitor for many people not me but it's that's um, just a way of deterring people and I think we have to be principled on ensuring equity is a part of every um, green space so that all people can enjoy the benefits that it that they provide and that it's not um, just a, a space for the rich connected connect biking and walking paths to contribute to active transportation and community community cohesion so even if this um, it's a um, space that's privately operated, work with the community because it's going to benefit you. Um, it's an old operating model again to try to fight against things, whether it's fighting against nature or fighting against the public use, public space. When you work with it, it's going to benefit you in almost every well in every aspect, whether it's um, increased funding um, or increased awareness. Um, increased use and overall um, value to the community and functional is the last principle that I have here so incorporating functional use into the design to leverage the value of the space stormwater management event and place holding recreation urban agriculture education and surrounding real estate value opportunities so allowing height and density around the space and by doing that, if you are, if the area is a pro uh, private or non-profitly operated, those are all ways that you can um, justify funding by provide by um, really studying and per, uh, providing metrics on the on that function. So they're very unique spaces, but also they have the benefit, unlike many green infrastructure features like green roofs, where they've never been really done before, and we're trying to always justify 
um, getting them incorporated into the urban environment. Botanical gardens and arboretums have been around for so long that they're kind of expected or accept like um, it's fairly easy for them. Either they're already existing or there will just already be that community support to have them created. So you need to use that to provide as much uh, value to the community as possible. And that's it for uh, GI Mondays, and we'll see you tomorrow for Permit and Incentive Tuesday.